Welcome to the Spine Homeschooler Podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and on this week's episode, I'm joined by my brother, Sam Wilson. Uh, we're going to be talking about how doing things differently after high school is okay. But before we start, I just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring the Spine Homeschooler. Uh, if you, you know, it's summertime, so don't even think about homeschooling, but when you do need to come back into that reality, unfortunately, uh, definitely head on over to Teaching Textbooks for a free trial and a sample lesson. But let's get going. So, Sam, uh, thanks for being willing to be on here tonight. Obviously, I know who we are, and I <laughs> but can tell everyone else. I mean, you haven't been on the, sh- the show in probably two years, so maybe... I feel like uh, I've been on it within a year, maybe. Maybe. Okay. Well, maybe so. Tell us, I mean, obviously one big thing's changed or is changing. So kind of tell everyone a little bit about yourself and uh, catch them up to where you're, where you're at right now. Okay. Well, I mean, obviously the big thing you alluded to is uh, we're having a baby in a couple months, our first, um, a baby boy due August 30th. Uh, McKenna and I got married about two years ago, um, a little over, and we've been fixing up a house and uh are getting closer to being done uh everybody always tells us we won't be done till we're ready to sell it uh which i'm beginning to think is is true um because there's endless lists of stuff to do um oh yeah and i mean obviously you were homeschooled all the way through just like everyone else in our family uh maybe say what you kind of do now and kind of how you got into that a little bit yeah uh, I work full time as uh, a character animator, so I worked on TV shows, and I've worked on a movie and commercials, and um, some game cinematics, and kind of everything in between. Uh, I'm technically a freelancer, so I don't necessarily work for uh, a single studio um, per se, but uh, I do a lot of repeat work for um, the same studios just because they uh, come back to me and stuff. Um, and you were but into that, I've, I mean, from young, right? I mean, and continue with what you're going to say. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Yeah, no, I was going to kind of go into that. But, I mean, really, maybe not my whole life I haven't been into animation, but I've been into um, drawing and more artsy stuff. I remember when we were kids, we even got, uh, from a homeschool conference we went to, we got a Lego stop-motion kit. Um and I think that was kind of the first, maybe even um, the first, not inspiration, but first step into this field um, was from that. We we went through the little booklet it came with and did the software and uh, did played around with lots and lots of Lego animation. And um, I think I was probably more into it than you were. I can remember uh, doing a lot of it on my own. <laughs> Yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> yeah, we kind of started off together, and then I think uh, you drifted off into other interests, yeah. and uh, I continued on that. And <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think one year for Christmas, uh, mom and dad got me a uh, 3D animation software, and that was kind of the real start to uh, where I'm at now. It just uh, hooked me, and. Uh, went to school for that. Uh, I did an 18 month, uh, and I know you might want to get into this later more, but an 18 month, uh, kind of apprenticeship program, uh, specifically for computer animation. Um, and yeah, through that, with that training, uh, I've really gotten all the jobs I've, uh, had up until this point. 
Yeah, I mean, so obviously you, you, you in the animation, there's different options you could have gone. I mean, different routes you could go. Now, a lot of times there are schools that, you know, offer different stuff. But did yeah. you always think from the beginning you would do something, you know, kind of on your own? Or, you know, did you, uh, was that something that you wanted to avoid? Or, you know, what kind of, I mean, what was that like going into that? Because obviously coming out of high school, which you went into the, you know, the college degree or the, not, it wasn't college, but the school for animation mm-hmm. after that, was it pretty scary or were you kind of just like, no, I'm ready to do it. That's what I wanted to do. You know? I mean, there was kind of my thought, I think going into it was I would eventually work at a Disney or Pixar. Um, and I think the scariest thing about that was since we live in Indiana, moving to California. Um, and I think, that's the aspect that's changed most. Um, I've kind of grown to not not want to do that. I mean, that would still maybe be a dream, but I think it's changed a bit. Um, I've I've come to value probably family and stuff more than that. Um, and realizing that if I moved to California for maybe a dream job, I would be giving up uh, more than that here. Um, but as far as like the fear of, of doing what I'm doing, I mean, I think there's, there's always fear of since, especially in what I'm doing, since it's a freelance kind of take jobs as they come, some jobs, maybe a month, some jobs, maybe six months. Uh, there's always the fear of like, can I provide doing what I want to do? You know? Yeah. Um, Well, did you ever feel like, have you ever felt pressure from even, not necessarily now, because I feel like you've proven it, but what about the beginning? Did mom and dad ever pressure you to be like, oh, you need to go get an actual animation job, you know, at a place? Or did you feel, you know, did that help one way or the other that mom and dad didn't do that uh, and that you felt the freedom to just try and see what happened, you know? Um, Do you feel like, what did they do to equip you in that way uh, to go ahead and just take that leap and just go, I'm just going to do it on my own, you know? Uh, do you feel like they equipped you in that way? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I think part of just doing it on my own was, um, there wasn't the fear of like not being employed by a big company. Mm-hmm. Um, since, since dad's always been self-employed or not always, but for 20 years, probably at this point. Yeah. Um, I think that part wasn't scary to me. Um, in fact, I've, I, the one job I've ever had that was for somebody else. I dread that, (laughs) (laughs) um, compared to this. Um, I, I, it just didn't really feel like a big deal to do everything on my own. Um, I think that's, I mean, they're the biggest way they prepared me for that was just by example. Um, and they weren't also like, well, you need to get insurance and you need to get all these benefits and that kind of thing. Um, which I feel like from just talking to people, that's just such a huge thing. Um, is feeling the pressure to have a job that provides maybe everything you need for the rest of your life. And yeah, I don't totally true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just that willingness to 
you know, not be with the norm and not go with the norm. I mean, mom and dad have always been pretty contrarian, I think, in that way. I mean, they've never been super uh, by the book type people. And I think that is super um, important because I think, yeah, and we've talked about this on the past episodes, you know, recently is, you know, kind of with graduation and everything. A lot of kids do go in it kind of, you know, here's what the passions are. Here's what their dreams are. But you know, you should really just go for business or you should go for communication or whatever. And that may be good and that may be the right thing to do. But um, but also instilling this idea of they're going to be OK, they're not going to starve to death, especially at this age, like right after high school and right into college age, that 20 year old, you know, they're going to be OK. I mean, what's the worst thing that can happen is they have to end up quitting and, you know, whatever their passion is and go get another job like today. And I mean, especially right, right now, there's so many jobs available, at least in our area and a lot of other areas I know in the country. But, um, you know, so and I think there's so many there's nowadays there's so many ways to do what you love mm-hmm. for a living it's not like you know i mean 20 years ago nobody played video games for a living and now there's huge amounts of people that do it or there's there's on youtube you know there's people who do almost anything for a living um i just heard a quote the other day where uh the guy said um find something that you would be willing to do for free and then make a living out of it. Cause I think, I think there's a lot of things you can make a living out. I mean, like Ike, you know, he, he literally prints off stuff in his house off 3d printers and and makes a living off it. And, you know, I mean, 10 years ago, that wouldn't have been possible. Right. Um, and I think nowadays there's, if, if there's something you love, there's never been a time like now where you can make a living at it. Totally. And not putting the, you know, making a living and living, like making millions or, yeah. you know, 200,000 a year right off the bat. That's not necessarily what's going to happen. But, right. you know, I do think I see a lot of people where they want their kids to have a certain <clears throat> standard of living right off the bat or to, you know, be in a certain spot. And mm-hmm. hopefully, you know, your kid, I think, if they not feel those ex- super expectations, because, you know, if they're happy making $25,000 a year for the first little while as they try to do something, then that's fine as long as they're covering their bills and doing everything else. And And I think that, like, God can you know, as dad says in his book, dream big, kind of smash those dreams or not smash them. But you know, if that is not what he has for them, then he can kind of read close right. those doors, redirect. And you kind of being like, well, you know, the safe job would be go get a government job over here. And then, you know, just keep working there until, you know, you get your pension or whatever else it is, you know, and it doesn't matter. And that's not wrong if that's what they want. But no, uh, I see a lot of people just stop pursuing passions just because they're too afraid. Uh, and, and sometimes, totally. you know, it, your passion can be just family or not. And that's not a just or it could just be, uh, you know, yeah, your passion is be doing something in the community and a normal job is 100 percent fine. There's nothing wrong with that. I have a normal job. Uh, but yeah. yeah. And I mean, I think you would say like. Like I knew from a pretty young age, I would say from 13, maybe 14, you know, I had a pretty clear idea of what I wanted to do mm-hmm. and a lot of people don't necessarily have that. And that's not, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, dad didn't start family man until he was in his thirties, you know? Right. So like, I think, I think there's kind of the reverse of like, 
doing something unique, like going to a trade school or whatever, usually you kind of have to know what you want to do. Um, like Abe, Abe is pretty, um, he kind of knows what he, at least the direction he wants to do something, you know, kind of a handyman or renovating houses or something like that. And for that reason, you know, he wouldn't go to college or he may not even go to a trade school type thing. Um, but he knows what he wants to do. I think sometimes for people who don't know what they do, they tend to force into something or go to, you know, four years of school for something that they don't use later on. I think right. there's, you know, a statistic where it's like 90% of people don't, don't have a job in the degree they, yeah. you know, have. Yeah. I've heard yeah. yeah somewhere between that 70 and upwards. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, well, real quick here, I just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring the Smiling Homeschooler. Um, they're an amazing math curriculum. You know, Sam Sam used them, I believe, for a few years yep. at least. Um, yeah, I used it before all the fancy stuff. Now yeah. it's super cool. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we had the book and everything else at the time. They hadn't upgraded like the Algebra ones and stuff like that over to uh, computer based completely. But now it's online, so you can do it from any device that has an internet browser. You know, including even smartphones and tablets. Um, and it's just an amazing math curriculum. I think everyone, I think almost anyone could learn better with it just because it's so interactive and you actually have to do the work while you're listening. So it's not just read a huge thing or listen to a thing and then just somehow perform it. So um, if you haven't already checked them out, head on over to teachingtextbooks.com. And if you have, then just let them know that you sent us or that you appreciate that we, uh, that they support us. We really, they really make this possible. So, um, so, I mean, what advice would you say to maybe, you know, there's, uh, you know, a mom or out here listening who has, uh, you know, some kids who are, whether it's in middle school, you know, or high school, who do have some very obvious passions that they're like, this is something I want to do, um, even if it's not something insanely practical. But uh, yeah. what would you say, like, how to start doing something towards that? You know, not just in what you do, but I mean, across yeah. the board, what things do you think would apply on anything? Well, I think, I mean, homeschooling is such the perfect opportunity because, yeah. um, like even for me, I, you know, I do my regular school work, math and whatever in the morning, and then I'd have the whole afternoon to focus on what interested me. Um, and I think that puts you so far ahead. Um, just once you get to the real world and jobs and stuff, if they can, if you let them focus on the stuff that interests them and building skills um, that can work for a future job, whether it's, you know, animation or just drawing or writing or building stuff or anything, you know, um, they have such a huge opportunity to be able to work towards that stuff um, while they're homeschooling. And, and as a parent, I think just provide and, actively seek out resources, um, that can help them. Um, whether it's, you know, curating YouTube videos or something that they can watch that will help them learn that or finding books. And I think as a, as a teenager, I think it's, unless you're super driven, it's hard to sometimes find those resources yeah. or you just don't understand what you're looking for fully. Uh, I think, uh, mom and dad did a super good job of, kind of pushing our boundaries of they'd kind of see where we wanted to go. And then they'd be like, here's something that extends that further. Um, and yeah. And that doesn't mean you have to stay in 
what you were first interested in, um, it can change. And I think, again, like going to school, so many people don't know what they want to do, um, partially because they've never had a chance to try anything out that interests them. Um, I've got a friend who he's like, I always wish I, in high school I had done more like computer stuff and all and all that kind of thing. But he just, you know, he went to high school and he didn't didn't have a chance to try any of that out. Um, and yeah, I think as, as homeschoolers, we have, um, such an opera, awesome opportunity to, um, try those things out and learn skills. Yeah. I mean, I think better. you kind of briefly mentioned it, but what's something, you know, now like having, cause you graduated, what year did you graduate? 2014? 13, I think. 13? All right. What, like looking back, uh, <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Uh, <laughs> it is kind of crazy. I think about that every once in a while. I'm like, man, that was eight years ago yeah sheesh but what would you looking back at that you know is there anything where you're like man i'm so thankful mom did x you know uh is there anything that stands out of just something that you're just maybe you didn't even appreciate it at the time but now you've you've realized you know what what yeah i mean i think for me it was the software that they probably bought me i think they probably spent a few hundred bucks on I think it was even for birthdays and Christmas and stuff. Um, so it wasn't like they just bought it out of the blue, but uh, it was software I probably couldn't have bought or afforded mm-hmm. at the time. Um, and again, it was just, it was tools that since I was able to learn them in high school, when I, when I went to school for animation, uh, there was a bunch of people who were still learning the software and probably didn't make it through the course just because they couldn't get past like those technical hurdles. Yeah. Um, and that was no issue for me just because I'd been, by the time I went to school, I'd been working in it for five years. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't as good as somebody who went, you know, had worked professionally in it for five years, obviously. Um, but at least it got rid of like the initial, uh, hurdles of kind of figuring it all out. Totally. So, I mean, you feel like, I feel like they did a good job trusting, you know, you and obviously you're probably more trustworthy than like I would be in that way, but like (laughs) the investment they're going to give is not just going to be discarded like within a week, you know, uh, and they were willing to, I mean, they did spend some money on some things like that for us just, and I don't think it was necessarily a trust thing. Like it wasn't like expect, like if we give you this now, you're going to have to use it. It was like, they saw that I enjoyed something and, um, was kind of gifted in it and um wanted to learn more and they were they were good at feeding that it wasn't like uh well i just mean more like they were willing to just go like you know what yes it's a few hundred dollars but we're gonna trust god that he's gonna use this or like one way or the other whether it's we end up wasting the money now or not but you know, because some people would be like, if I don't know my kid's going to stick with music for the rest of their life, then I'm right, going right, to right, guitar. Right. And unfortunately, you probably aren't going to be able to make all those calls accurately every single time. I mean, we have a lot of discarded things over the years that mom and dad bought totally. for us. But we still, I still totally appreciate that they put the money into it. Yeah. Even and though, sometimes you got to try something before you yeah, figure out exactly. you don't like it. So maybe borrow something too, if you can. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously we always get asked every time cause you know, a lot of people out there now, uh, you know, art, animation, drawing, all those things are, you know, a lot of people have a kid who's interested, but I don't think a lot of people understand kind of like really what that entails and kind of, 
where to even start encouraging kids. So again, this is very specific to you, but what would you say, you know, if kids like, I want to do make movies or whatever, you know, what would you say like practically they need to actually like, you know, to give their kid even uh, something <laughs> to start with, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard because like for animation, everything gets lumped into yeah. one category and um, for animation, there's so many different job descriptions inside that same field um i mean there's modelers and surfacers and riggers and all that kind of stuff and um i think start maybe broader um i think like drawing is always good for everybody you know i mean that can help you in almost any any field in the animation field uh you know, just getting your ideas down. And even if the final product isn't in that, uh, drawing can always help. Um, I think learning softwares that are kind of industry standards like Maya, or if you're into like effects, there's a program called Houdini or ZBrush for sculpting. And um, just, I mean, there's probably lots of resources online where it'd be easy to figure out what those softwares are. But um yeah, I mean, I would say try as many as you can or kind of dabble in all of them and just see what is the most enjoyable to them. Mm -hmm. um, just, again, it's a good time to figure out what you really enjoy. Well, the cool thing is, like, when you started, if you were, like, 13, you think, 14? Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. that would have been, you're 26 now? Yep. So, I mean, that would have been 12 years ago, which would have put us into, I mean, YouTube was only a couple years old at that time. So like you weren't yeah. really like looking up YouTube tutorials or anything like that really as much. No, I, when I first got uh, a software, I think uh, mom ordered me a book off Amazon. It was about yeah, this thick exactly. and it was like, it was literally like a YouTube tutorial walkthrough yeah. in book form Yeah. Um, for this software. And I, did it cover to cover and yeah, it was, and it was great. That's where, <laughs> like, that's like, that's the difference between Sam and I is like, he will literally sit there with a thousand page manual and just like page one, page two, <laughs> and just work through it. And I'd be like, eh, I'll just, yeah. you know, get tired of it. And like, and honestly though, those kind of things might be a good, you know, uh, wake up call for your kid. If it's, they're like, I want to do X. And then they start watching, you know, because, uh, I mean, again, there are so many good sites that have incredibly good walkthroughs now of how to use yeah. stuff. Um, and they realize kind of what more is involved. Or maybe they realize an aspect of something like that is more interesting to them <clears throat> than just animation right. in general. Because that, again, is very, very broad. And, uh, but Right. Yeah. And most things are, are not easy to right. like. Like before I got a job, I had probably spent eight years, you know, doing stuff. Yeah like obviously at a young age it was it wasn't worthless but it was like the stuff i was doing was not good it's still good experience i feel like totally I mean, I feel but like, like making the nutcracker and stuff you know i mean sure it didn't maybe teach you technical but it still helped you get familiar like, oh yeah least. for sure but it's the fact that it wasn't like i learned it all in yeah three months exactly you know, it you're gonna have to stick with something if if you truly enjoy it and love it and yeah. want to do it, um, it's not something that's like you're going to learn, yeah. you know, overnight. Well, and you've mentioned this before, but what would you, any uh, book recommendations you've always, you know, 
a lot of them are Disney, but or you know related were written by some of those guys. But what what's a couple maybe uh, recommendations you have there? Yeah, um, I mean for animation specifically, uh, probably the best book is called uh, The Illusion of Life. Um, it's by two Disney animators, and it's got everything to do with animation. Um, and the other one I would say is uh, called The Animator's Survival Kit, um, and that one's super super good as well um both i mean super in depth into like animation and the fundamentals of it and the the school i went to is basically was based off of the principles in those books um and they apply it's it's all about 2d stuff but it applies across everything um and and really in any art book or any book on cinematography or storyboarding or any of those things, a lot of it crosses over. So if, you know, if you go into storyboarding, you're going to learn about composition and action and what makes a good story. And that transfers over into animation and that transfers over into layout and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I would say as much info and resources as, you can get into at an early age, I think that'll help guide totally. and train you. Well, and if someone wanted to see something you've actually done, I think we talked about it last year, but <laughs> what's uh, maybe Bigfoot family. That was one yep. that yeah, uh, Sam worked on. It's actually on Netflix. Uh, you know, I mean, probably wasn't going to wear an Oscar, but that wasn't his fault. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. but if you wanted something fun, you could watch with the family that you, you know, someone uh, yep. on this very podcast actually worked on. That would be something uh also uh, uh let's see here uh amy said this is awesome just saw some of your work congrats on your success so thank you sammy Thanks. for sam uh, but uh also <laughs> um one thing i mean to keep in mind here is you know all these things are great and all that but we're not none of this is to try to give you a bunch of work that you have to do or again it's not well, don't do that. Do this. It's just right. understanding your fan, your child and encouraging those passions and letting God direct and um, open doors for them. Uh, and, you know, there's no correct answer for every kid, unfortunately. Uh, that would be really <laughs> nice. But in our family, every single kid's been pretty drastically different. Uh, you know, yeah. none quite as good as this first two, but, uh, other than that, you That's know, right. it's, 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 it's just constantly changing for mom and dad. But I think homeschooling, all of us would agree that homeschooling has equipped us in so many ways and we're so thankful for it. Um, but Sam, if someone wanted yeah. to email you, you know, if they had any questions specifically, uh, what would they send out to? Uh, they can send it to C G Sam Wilson at gmail.com and I'll probably reply yeah <laughs> uh sometimes i take a little bit to reply but uh yeah if you have any animation specific questions uh you can just email me and uh, i'll try to get back to you awesome you can also catch him on uh our other podcast which is the wonderful world of disney plus that's right uh me sam dad ike and abe who are two of the brothers and sometimes we have other guests um, you know, have a weekly podcast where we talk about Disney movies and all family friendly stuff. Uh, for the most part, we just talked about, uh, Luca this last week that will be going up tomorrow. So, uh, that's actually a great family fun movie. If you and your kids are looking for something to watch, uh, it's definitely safe. Nothing in it really, uh, other than, I mean, there's a little bit of, uh, parental, uh, you know, kid is not incredibly obedient for <laughs> rebellion. Parents are again, definitely 
not don't love that but it gets i think good or is redeemed overall yeah so uh, definitely a good movie to watch with your family but all right well thanks for joining us uh next week we uh, again we should be back to normal um you know thank you for joining us for this was episode 150 so we're uh, wow. kind of another big milestone so almost three years straight of doing this which is just mind-blowing uh if you want some more weekly encouragement you can go over to the smilinghomeschooler.com we have a weekly email that dad sends out and you can sign up for it over on the website uh, lastly, we just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring the Smiling Homeschooler. Uh, they are, again, amazing company, amazing curriculum. We believe in what they uh, offer. Uh, we use it, or we did use it, and we will use it as uh, my kids get older. Um, but they have a ton of features in their program, and uh, you should go check them out over at teachingtextbooks.com. But have a great week, and keep smiling. <laughs>